mic check. Everyone got one. What's your opinion? This is the rare one. Tons won't be bitten. Ain't no rules. Just spill it and anybody can get it. No limit. We get to kill it. You tuning into the thrillers. And no, ain't no stopping. No. Any topic. Even the random. We get to friend. I hope that you ready. We entering in the zone soon. We on a grown shit. Welcome to the random. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room, where we keep it street, we keep it opinionated, and we keep it what? 100. 100. Carlos, you know how to say 100. Don't be acting like you don't know how to say 100. I know. See, I'm glad that this week it's somebody else and Uh not me. He knew exactly what we was about to say, mm-hmm. and he's acting like, I don't know what y'all talking about. I, I mean, I could do 95. Is that okay? <laughs> Keeping it 95. Keeping it 95. Just in case I got to get crazy in that 5%. There you go. Yeah. So on this show, we, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, shit like that. Yes. Right? Yes. That's what's up. Yes. So y'all hear her. That's my girl. Mm-hmm. We got to introduce her. Yep. Give her the drum roll and what? shit. Yes. You know? <laughs> Yes. What the hell was that high pitch? <laughs> I go, was there, a, was there a police car? I don't know what that was. That's, that's the, the African coming out. Oh, that is letting you know, like, hey, I'm like, South African. Let me be specific. West, West African. Okay. Right. You know, that, that side of the yes. continent. Yes. Because Africa is a continent, not a country, people. Yes. You'd be amazed. Oh, really? Yeah, it is. They didn't teach us that in school. Uh, you know what? Hey. There, are many, there are many countries <laughs> in Africa, though. <laughs> yeah. So y'all yeah. see we silly, but that there's Lisa Bolakaja, mm-hmm. a.k.a. the street nerd. That's right. Why we call you the street nerd? Well, because, you know, I, sometimes you got to bring it to people. What you bringing them? You bringing them truth, justice. You bringing them street? We, we're bringing it to the, to the down. <laughs> we're bringing it. And then other parts of me are just really into my fandom and my nerd self. And oh. I'm proud of that. I used oh. to be, you know what? Honestly, I used to be so ashamed of that. Mm-hmm. That that aspect of it, because it's like, oh, you know, I would squee and be excited about stuff as a kid, <laughs> and it carried over to my adulthood. And it mm-hmm. wasn't until you know I really started getting on social media that I found my tribe. That there are mm-hmm. other people like me out there who enjoy these things and who are she not ashamed. Twitter head. I have okay. come, she, people. I have Twitter, metaphorically Twitter come out of the closet. Like I, <laughs> I try to stay away from I Twitter, but I, I, I am, I am there because there's just so many wonderful, smart, intelligent, beautiful mm-hmm. people in the world, and mm-hmm. I'm just so happy to be out there. And true. On a side note, I'm excited too because you know the other day I, I took my mother to a, a AARP a retirement really? thing and they had okay. a thing and I know um, for Carlos who's here with us uh, you can talk about the the short film that you did but uh, they were talking teaching elderly people how mm-hmm. to use smartphones mm-hmm. and to embrace technology mm-hmm. so I'm really yeah. geeked out about that because okay. the, the ironic thing was when you're in a room full uh, and I was the only young person there <laughs> like I was the only one that had milk in my breath but uh, when you're in a room full of like 70 and 80 year olds and they mm-hmm. had like um, they had like phones they actually hands on to use mm-hmm. and literally I was sitting there and the old people were like the elders were like oh well you know this smartphone I had to learn because you know all these young people they all they do you talk to them and they got their face down in a smartphone uh, yeah. and they, they do don't let me tell you let me tell you something <laughs> yes. an hour and a half into that free seminar uh-huh. with these elderly people and I'm just there chilling with my mom mm-hmm. they was taking there's nothing scarier than a hundred Elderly people taking oh selfies, oh, and and I swear to you, when they left out of that room, uh-huh. they had their heads down looking at six. So you <laughs> old people are being hypocrites when you're exactly. talking about us young people uh-huh. using social media and being on that phone. But I was so happy because they were engaged, mm. and it just made my heart happy. <laughs> so y'all hear her? Yes. See what I got to deal with y'all? Yes. Y'all see what I'm talking about? Yes. She cray cray. Something very delightful, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Lisa B. 
Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So today, mm-hmm. I know y'all ready. I know y'all want to get it in, right? Mm-hmm. Y'all grown? Yes. You grown? I am. Are you grown as well? I am grown to the 10%. <laughs> not so, 10%. T- X to the 10 pa- You know what? Shut up, Lisa. Just <laughs> keep it moving. So check it out. This is for the grown <laughs> folks. If y'all ready, let's get it in. Mm-hmm. So today we got my man, Carlos Hardy. Writer, director, producer, author. Well, why you gotta stop? What you like? Because what, I, you I, I, because I personally don't like all those titles. But I'm, you I'm is a weird person. No, I've done those different things, uh-huh. but I think more, most importantly, I'm a um, artist. What? An art, an artist. Maybe, maybe I, I, I'm, I would say, out of all those that you named, writer, producer, director, writer, I think writer is it. I love to write. Okay. I love to write. I love that. Well, we'll I get into that. Write. I love that. <laughs> I do. Because all those other things, they make me happy, and I yeah. like them all, yeah. but I love writing and creating. That's hey. a whole different story. Okay. Hey, yeah. in the beginning, there was the word. Oh, yes. And the word was what? And the word was, you better write some good sci-fi. Was it with those motherfuckers? Write some good sci-fi and make the world a better place. That's what it <laughs> yes. was. Yes. Okay. The, the Bible is sci-fi. It, it, child, come please. Sci-fi. Come on. Hell yeah. That's come a whole on. other story. I never story. thought about the that. Bible yeah, is it's every genre. bushes. I mean, come on. The entire Bible. It is every genre you can think of. Yes. Yes. True. You know. True. And that's why when I would go to church when I was young, my favorite parts of the Bible was like, uh, was it Revelations? <laughs> oh, because yeah. that was the horror movie part, yes, yes, you know, and then the magical stuff, you that know. Was the but drama. Yeah. you know that the ending of it was always like, what? And it's gonna be. And I would sit as a child like, when is this gonna really happen? And then I got and you older. was waiting. I was waiting because it was yeah. gonna happen. Because they, yeah. they they put the fear in your ass like it's coming I, tomorrow. You know bitch. what? I've read right. my Stephen King. <laughs> right. I've read uh, my look. I know that these things are coming to pass, mm-hmm. and it hasn't happened yet. But you know what? It is. It's a mess. You know what's next? I always waited for the crack in the sky. Just so you. I, I you promise you, every time I hear a noise when what? I was a kid, I was like, okay, is that the crack in the sky? I prop, I'm not Are those Gabriel's you. horns? What uh, is yes, going on? Yes. And then you realize, what the hell? You know what I mean? Uh, too much. That's how they get you. That's how yeah. they get you. Put that 10% in there. I'm, I'm done. You can, have, you can have all of that. I think we all feel the same way. Yeah, okay. I mean, we appreciate the yes. stories and they, the, the parables that kind of help us through life. Exactly. But as far as trying to rationalize it and make it realistic I just kind of let it be what it is mm-hmm. it's just simpler mm-hmm. yeah your life is just simple just live your life exactly you know what I mean live your so life y'all hear him <laughs> yeah that's my man Carlos Hardy y'all he's silly yeah. too so Trip, let me just tell y'all really quick how I met my man um, if I can remember but I think it was about a year and a half ago something like that um, he is the director and producer on this hit web series called The Unwritten Rules <clears throat> which is created by both of our girl, Kimberly Williams. Shout out to her and um, Asha and all the rest of them, the, the cast and crew and stuff. And um, Carlos is like the, uh, the like on a TV show, you have like the main director. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, you the main director. What do you, right. you call that? You, you would just call it, because uh, I'm a producer on, yeah. on it as well. So I'm just, yeah, I'm just the, the, the director that kind of, Puts it all in place and mm-hmm. make sure when the other but directors you make sure come the in, stays. yeah, the, the vision stays consistent. Definitely, you know, because you have uh, lots of other directors that come mm-hmm. in and they have different ideas that sure. are awesome and great. Mm-hmm. But you do want to make sure that okay, this is where we're going. This mm-hmm. is the path we're going to, leading mm-hmm. into another season, sure, or something mm-hmm. like that. So I just kind of work with Kim to uh, make sure that you know it's effective and mm-hmm. it's like, um, you know, as far oh, as visually do, do appealing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, just just. You, you. I mean, if you watch season one, episode one, all the way to now. You was like, oh, it's just. It was such an evolution. Mm-hmm. It's just beautiful. It's mm-hmm. just. It's good. Yeah. It's good. I love it. Definitely. Yeah, Definitely. I love it. But you keep it together. 
Yeah, I yeah, got man. to. I, and I keep Kim in line. Kim a little crazy at times. <laughs> no, she is not. Kim is a little crazy at times. I love Kim Redford. She knows it. <laughs> she but knows. She, she a little crazy at times, meaning, meaning that, I mean, you have to be. Anytime you're creating anything, you have to be a bit crazy. Definitely. Think about all our geniuses. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all a bit Kanye, mm-hmm. you know, um, Michael, <laughs> you know, Whitney. True, true. You know, I mean, they all got this, you know, yeah. thing going on in the clique that no one else sees right. but them. And right. then every once in a while, you have one or two people that will see it, and then they'll become a little crazy too. Yeah, yeah, and definitely. then that's just mm-hmm. how it, it happens. So Kim, she's like that. She's a, a great artist. I, We're going to have Kim on too. Mm-hmm. Great, great, great writer, everything. And mm-hmm. I just, you know, just work with her to keep the vision going. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's how we met. Yeah. <clears throat> and, um, um, so I've been planning on having you on for a while, just trying to figure out the right time. And then mm-hmm. now you got, you know, your book out and all these yeah. other things. I think mm-hmm. it's like the perfect time to at least get you on and talk about, you know, your journey here. Right. So what we're going to do is let's just talk a little bit about your journey. And then we'll spend a lot more time talking about, you know, your writing process and, you know, yeah, all that other and, stuff and all the other good shit that we like to talk about. Mm-hmm. Right. Cool. Right. So where you from, who you is and who you, uh, be? Who you is. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm an author, by the way. Um, and I am from Flint, Michigan. Flint? Mich- uh, yes, wow. I'm from Flint, Michigan. I'm from the D. No, you're not from the born, D. I was born in Detroit. Are you? Re- were you really? Yeah. Okay. How long did you live there? A year, maybe. A year, because exactly. I'm the youngest, so everybody else was there. Mo- okay. Yeah. But yeah, I'm from Flint, Michigan, which is like maybe 45 minutes mm-hmm. um, from Detroit, and I've been there all my life. And then I decided to go to college in two. What was it? 1994 mm-hmm. and then that was it and then I just got out of Flint and once I got out of Flint I was like I love Flint I really do but it just didn't have mm-hmm. anything worth staying for sure. you know so I had to get out yeah I had a mm-hmm. uh, I had to get I, out I had an ex-boyfriend's father who was a professor at the mm-hmm. University of Flint Michigan and it was mm-hmm. just you know it's it, you know I had some tough times down there and people Very were tough. really struggling for a while sure. so sure. but you I got out. You got out. Because that's the where the fam's still there. The, the family's still there. My entire family. Um, it's funny because I'm the only one that decided to venture off and you know mm-hmm. and and do what yeah, I'm doing. I'm and sorry. it's okay because you need that one person for people to aspire to or mm-hmm. whatever and keep going. So I, I mean, I, I love my city. I do, but I rather I love California as well. Mm-hmm. I've been here now for 14 years. Okay. Yeah, now, what did you study so. in college? What I studied say? filmmaking. Actually, mm-hmm. I studied filmmaking, producing. It was fun. It was great. I loved it, and I, I was always that person that you know we'll have like a, a certain type of camera, and mm-hmm. I'll say, "Let's go get this type of camera." And, and how can we can do this? I've always wanted to push the boundaries of what my mm-hmm. professors thought we were supposed to be at. Well, you have a really I, good eye, though, so yeah, I'm yeah. not surprised. I, I, I thank you. For, I appreciate nah, that. But I, I just try to shit. keep pushing and pushing and mm-hmm. just, you know, because I know it's, it's there. If I'm thinking mm-hmm. it, I know whatever that vision is there. Mm-hmm. So that's what I um, studied, you know, um, producing and directing. It was just fun. I loved it. I loved it. I love it so much. And I, and I had a talk show. That's oh, a whole other really? story. I had a talk show in college. Huh. And it was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was part of a frat. Mm-hmm. I mean, just a lot of stuff I did. You know, <laughs> was in, I was in student government. I mean, I was just so really active. Coming mm-hmm. from Flint, being suppressed mm-hmm. in that, you know, poverty-stricken so area. So, right. So, when I went to college, I was exposed to all of these different mm-hmm. avenues and different mm-hmm. things. And it just opened my mind. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, I can be the president of student government. Or mm-hmm. I can be the president of, you know, my fraternity. Or sure, I can sure. produce. And I remember shooting a video. This is a little smaller story. Mm-hmm. I remember shooting a video. <laughs> a video um, for my school and no one had ever done this and my teacher just gave us a camera and said I want you guys to shoot a music video this is what I did everybody was doing oh let me just 
get a cup and just take, you know, film the cup. I, <laughs> you get what I'm saying? I'm film a cup of water. Yeah, you know, film the <laughs> yeah. cup doing animation <laughs> or, you know, you know, you move right, it, yeah, film yeah. it, move it, right, you know, right, that kind right. of thing. Stop but what forward. I did was I elicited it. Like my friends who I had like three girls and like five or six boys and I, I taught them a choreography. <laughs> I did that too. Chore- I know. I did that too. <laughs> I taught them choreography. I had them have matching outfits on and we taped all over campus. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. All over campus. So if you see that video, you're going to be like, what is this? And probably right now it's a mess. <laughs> but back then, my, my the teacher shit, was huh? like, this is the best video I've ever seen any student do, uh, you know, with the, the limitations and the resources okay. that, right. we, that right, we had. Yeah, yeah. You, I, I mean, when I tell you, I went all the way. I didn't care. I said, okay, guys, meet us over here at the hall. Mm-hmm. Meet us over here at the cafeteria. I mean, we were just, and, and like we were going to the cafeteria. And we'll mm-hmm. just say, okay, no one's looking. Okay, and action. And I'll just hit, I had a boom box. <laughs> he still does that. Yeah, yeah. I, had, I had a boom box and I'll just hit play. And then they were just like, duh. Okay. It was, it, it was it was Jay Z's song with um I'll be I'll uh, be with Foxy Brown. You guys remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. It was it was that song, and we did it to that song. Oh, I gotta find a video tonight. Mm-hmm. Now that I think about, it, I gotta find that. But it was amazing, mm-hmm. and that's when I knew I didn't care about limits, boundaries, mm-hmm. or anything, or not having the resources. Right. I kept going. I said, I'm going to do this, yeah. and right. so from there, then I did the Image Awards. I, oh my god, I did so much stuff, man. I was. I wish that was we had all video. during college? You're doing college. Okay. I did something called the Image Awards. Mm-hmm. And you know how the Image Awards are, the end of ACP sure, Image man. Awards. And what I ended up doing is I condensed it into a college-style Image Award. And so I created an Image Award, mm-hmm. and I worked on it all summer. And I brought it to my group that I was, I was involved in. Mm-hmm. And it was like best fraternity Oh, so it was just student, people at the school. Just the mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. So everybody would dress up. And we had this ball. We had this amazing auditorium. Mm-hmm. Everybody dressed up. We had this great set. You know, we built mm-hmm. the set. Great mm-hmm. set. Great jazz music. And it was, when I tell you, it was just phenomenal. It was like mm-hmm. you were at a, a real award show, yeah. which it was. Yeah. And what we would do is we'd have the, the students on campus all vote for, you know, favorite this, right. favorite that, right. okay. favorite instructor, teacher. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it was all minorities, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. even though I went to a... Um, a a vastly um, populated um, white school, mm-hmm. but it was all it was like ten percent black. Mm-hmm. But it was all minorities. But it was I mean I've I've done stuff. Like, I, I mean my mind always goes to what can be created. I know it can be if I'm thinking it. I just know it can sure, be created. Sure, right. That's just how my mind works. Right. So regardless of anything that any kind of limitation that may be there, mm-hmm. I just know that there's a possibility. Right. Also, thanks. Also with um, the book, same thing. When we get to that, mm-hmm. you'll understand why I wanted to create this amazing imaginative world because okay. the, the possibility is there. Right. Yeah. That's I love the passion. Yeah. No oh, I love no it. It's no too much passion, actually. No, I love it. <laughs> it's too much. There's no such thing as too much passion. It's too me. much. No, I it's love it. Much. No. So let's talk about, um, so you were, in, you were in Chicago for a minute? How did you yeah. get there? Oh, yeah. I lived in Chicago for two years. I, I went from... Um, um, Michigan mm-hmm. to Chicago, and I lived there for two years. It was fun. I love Chicago. You were interning Michi- there I was interned at um, Amoco. You remember Amoco? It was like this major um, oil company, okay. gas or whatever. They had a, a produ- television production department, oh, really? and I ended up working there for like a year, maybe a year as an intern. And then they hired mm-hmm. me, and then I was like, okay. It was okay. Then I worked at Starbucks. <laughs> and I give shout out to Starbucks. I love Starbucks. The most eclectic people and interesting people. Oh, in yeah. I worked at the, the main Starbucks in Chicago. It was mm-hmm. amazing. Like, I just love, I just, it was just something about it. But of course, that drove me to LA, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, because I just, I, I, it, the possibility was there. It mm-hmm. was just, and anytime you're at a Starbucks and then Oprah walks in, in Chicago, okay. in Chicago she walks <laughs> in, and I'm like, oh, do, you know, I'm on a bar doing my thing, and she just walks in with two other people. No, there's Oprah. 
Yeah, so what did you want? You know, what I mean? <laughs> it's like being in LA. <laughs> yeah, right, it was right, just because right. eh. you know she her 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 place was like yeah, her studio right was like street, right yeah. down the street. Mm-hmm. But it was fun, and then I, I just had to leave there because my my I have friends there, friends you know friends and family, a little bit of family there. But LA was calling. Sure. The passion, the writing, sure. the producing, the wanting to get to LA was because mm-hmm. I knew that's where my passion would lead me. Mm-hmm. So then I came to LA in two thousand. Wow. And it was a wrap ever wow. since then. No, I did. It, it, was, it was amazing. Like, coming here, just looking at those signs, Disney, Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. all the, I mean, everything just seems so, like, big and just, you know, colorful and mm-hmm. just beautiful. I'm just mm-hmm. thinking, it was just, it was, I don't, you know, it, you know that feeling you get when you first come here? I don't know if you guys are oh, from yeah. here. Yeah, I came here, here in oh, 2000, yeah. same time. I came okay. here in two, 1996. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, yeah. so you know that same feeling when you mm-hmm. see, oh, my God, this is Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, that is a... And then, of course, you get, you know. I still get goosebumps when I'm on the, on the, on the lot. You know what I, mean? I don't anymore because I worked at Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like, oh, okay, this is a lot. That's Disney. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But it, it's that feeling when you first get here, that first like six months to a year, and mm-hmm. it's just like anything is possible. Right. Oh, my God, I can get a deal. I can do this. Well, you know what it is, though? I can do that. You know what it is, though? Is now I'm in a position where a lot of things that I do, usually you got to park. Off the lot and walk across. And walk now across. I get to drive on the lot. You get to drive on so the lot. So that's a different There's a drive thing. on for you. There's a drive. Like, I'm coming different. on. So you are part of it now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. See, that's see, that's amazing as well. Yeah. I, I worked there. <laughs> it actually was my first job, Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. I, they had this PA program for like two years. Okay. And I worked there. And I worked on this show called Bull. Then I worked on Smallville. Oh, you yeah. guys are familiar with Smallville. Mm-hmm. And that was really great. And it's, and it, I, be, I begin to become immune to it because there it is. There's Jennifer Anderson. Like, oh, excuse mm-hmm. me. About to hit me with a, a, jo- a, a, a um, golf cart. <laughs> And she, you know what I mean? She's yeah. riding past and then you see George Clooney playing basketball mm-hmm. on the ER set. Sure. You know, all, you know, just all that stuff. Right. It, it beca- I became like, oh, this is great. This is wonderful. You know, and then mm-hmm. at the while, just like, I want to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And that's what it Be was all boss. about. Mm-hmm. I promise that's what it was all about. I remember seeing, I don't know if this is going to be, I'm going to disclose some stuff. But I remember, Tell it. I remember, <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing like million dollar checks mm-hmm. from the people over at Friends and, mm-hmm. you know, because I, you know, worked over in that area. And I'm just looking like, wow, this is what I want. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, oh, this, is what, yeah. this is what I deserve. Trust like, me. I deserve yes. this. I mean, everybody on a lot had BMWs, mm-hmm. Benzes, and, and you just like, you come to LA for your art, but as, as a result of you being passionate about your art, this is the fruit, I mean, the fruit from the labor, right, you know, of right. all those different things. Right. So I had to exit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had to, I had to leave. So I was there for like five years, and I, then oh, I made a conscious God. decision to yeah. say, okay, if I'm going to, because one of the directors, he's actually um, the main guy with a new show called Exum. I mean, not Exum, but Extinct. Extent. Uh-huh. Extent. Uh-huh. That's her show. Yeah. That's your show. Yeah, that's the one. She well, that's the one I wa- I'm watching. Yeah, she's gonna to write see it how's it going awesome, to awesome. see how it's going to pan out. And I'm and I'm gonna help you out on that too. <laughs> but yeah, um, but I, one of the, the main guy of Greg Walker. You know, who Greg Walker is. He's the main EP of the show. He told me he he was a um a writer on Smallville, and I okay. remember this vividly. Mm-hmm. The day the shirt he wore, the jeans, everything that he mm-hmm. came up to me, and I was the reception mm-hmm. in the reception. Pivotal area. moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was no. This was mm-hmm. the pivotal moment. I promise you. He said this to me. He said two things to me. I said, and you know, I'm not the type that ask people like, oh, what are you gonna do to be a writer? Right. Like, I'm just not that guy. I mm-hmm. went to school. I know how to do it. Mm-hmm. I know how to be a writer. I know how to be a producer. I know how to be a director. I just need to step into it and do it. Right. You just have to do it. You can't be keep asking. The I love that. Step into it and do it. Yeah. Hello. Step into it and do it. Okay. 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 <laughs> but, 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 <laughs> I'm about to get it. Well, you know we'll get in. Yeah. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. A lot of people they say, how do I be a Holly Berry? How do you want to be an actor? I'm like, she like act. 
Yeah. You just have, no, I'm not kidding. You just <laughs> have to keep act. doing it. Yeah, like, right. There's no, there's no blueprint because mm. everybody's blueprint is different. But that pivotal moment happened. I'm telling you, viewers, if you listen, please listen to this. Tune in, that pivot, that that pivotal moment happened when Greg walked up to the desk and I looked at him and I said, he said, Carlos, what do you want to do? And I said to him, I said, oh, I'm a, I'm a writer, I'm a producer, whatever. He said, okay, I'm going to give you a bit of advice. And this happened to me years ago. Mm. And I said, what? He said, Carlos, this is what you have to do. You have to make a definitive decision. Hmm. About, say, say, say that one yeah, more time. Make again, a definitive again. decision about who you are and what you want to do. And you have to walk in that. Mm. And can nothing else, nothing else stop you from right. that. Because mm-hmm. the moment you go back, retract back, then you haven't made a decision. Sure. But the moment you keep going, you've made a decision and the stairs will continue to I reveal, reveal yeah. themselves. Yeah. And yeah. then he gave me another thing. He said, "You go and read the book called, you, you guys didn't know who um, Napoleon Hill is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, thinking, thinking we're rich. rich. He said, go and read that book or whatever. So I read that book and a lot of the stuff he had been sharing with me was mm-hmm. in that book. Okay. And it was just amazing. So that, right, that was the best advice. People were talking about advice. That was the best advice anybody could have given me mm-hmm. because like a year later, I, he, Greg left and went and worked on some other show. And then I just, it stuck with me. And I was just like, he is so right. I can't continue to be a producer's assistant forever. Right. I have to step out of that if right. you're going to grow. And make that definitive mm-hmm. decision. Right. So that I made that decision and I just. So that's I, what I finally got you doing yeah. your short yes. films and yeah. stuff? Yeah, short films. I started doing short films. And I, um, I didn't start writing the book until like 2012, 13. But mm-hmm. for the most part, I started on my journey of yeah. my own truth and my own independence. Mm-hmm. And I needed that. I'm telling you, you need that. You have to make a definitive decision about who you are and what you want to be and don't allow anybody else, anybody, mm-hmm. anybody take away from that. And I'm, I think that's, that's so it. important because it makes you, it makes you stand out. When yes. you know who you yeah. are and uh, your own truth. People, listen to me. People hate Lisa. People hate that. Oh God! Whenever please, you've made you. a decision, that's why they don't like Kanye. I'm telling you, I love yeah. Kanye to yeah. death. He has made a definitive decision that I'm a genius, and, not, and a lot of people don't. Yeah. No, listen to me. Know. Regardless if he is or not, a lot right. of people hate him because he has made a decision to mm-hmm. to be that, and they haven't made decisions about their lives. Thank you. He's embraced embraced it. It. That's the only oh, yeah. reason why. Yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. not that he's a bad or he's ego, you know, an egoistic person. It's just that he's finally saying, "No, I'm gonna walk in my truth, and I'm a." stand by that. A lot of people don't stand by. They think about it, but the the Napoleon book says um, the fear of criticism is what stops people from doing anything. So people, they're afraid to say, I'm a genius. I'm the best rapper ever because all the criticism is going to come back and Mm -hmm. have to deal with those emotions. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't. He does not. He's like, oh, this is what it's going to be. And people, when he says it, people believe him. Mm Mm-hmm. People believe him. Because that's all you're doing is trying to get people to believe you. And mm-hmm. Steven Spielberg trying to get people to believe, oh, I'm a great mm-hmm. director. And once you back get, And they keep saying it, yes. and people say it now. He ain't got to say it no more. He don't got to yeah, say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> but you no, know what? So you're right. getting me too passionate. I got to calm down. Oh, good. <laughs> no, down. go in But no, there. but no, you, you, you're so right. People say that about Steven Spielberg. The whole point is getting other people to believe it. Because once other people believe it, the world is going to believe it. Right. True. They're going to believe it. You right. can't, I can't be 50% um, in myself as being a great writer, director, mm-hmm. and then expect other people to believe it 100%. That mm-hmm. don't even make sense. It don't even add up. It's not it's even, true, it's not even adding. The universe is like, what are you talking about? You don't even, you don't even believe yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Right. But when you believe, oh, I'm the best director there ever will be ever, regardless if you, if you are, are or not, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's right. just that you believe that so mm-hmm. the universe will yield everything that pertains to that to you. Right. Mm-hmm. right. That's all it is. It's all a mental, it has nothing to do with, well, he is this and she's that. Uh-uh. Those people just believe. Mm-hmm. And, and some people choose not to. True that. I'm just saying. No, that's and it's like the, one of the last episodes I said. It was like, you know, a lot of times uh, as, as artists and writers and everything, our own self-doubt 
and not believing in it, we cripple our own selves. So a lot yes. of times, it's not the industry beating you down and, oh, I can't make it. A lot of times, it's you <laughs> stabbing your own self in the back, exactly. which is embarrassing. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of this, just when I, when, I, when I talk to some of my friends, especially the ones that came here and who have left, who mm-hmm. are now doing other jobs. Like when I first came here in 2000, I remember meeting so many different writers and, oh, I'm going to direct, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting mm-hmm. now, years later, to see the ones who stayed and the ones who, and the ones who okay. left. And when should I talk I to stay, those, okay, should I go now? I know. <laughs> and a lot of times, all it was was them right. making that decision. Like, well, I don't think it's going to, I'm just going to like, it's not really, I don't think it's going to happen for you. Mm-hmm. And then it doesn't. As soon as you say that. As soon as you lock in. As soon as you put it out there, oh, the, yeah. the universe is like, mm-hmm. okay, well, you know, okay, well, we're going to give you that. Mm-hmm. Like it's not mm-hmm. there's nothing against mm-hmm. you or for you. It's mm-hmm. like what do you want? We're gonna give it to you. Mm-hmm. Right. And you decide, well, I don't think it's gonna okay, I don't think. It's kinda like Yoda. Yeah. You it's know, like people no who think they have bad luck. My friend right. got bad luck. You keep claiming that. You keep claiming luck. that. Put that bad luck down. <laughs> exactly. you know? I, I agree. And it's a mental thing that a lot of times writers have to like really it's it's a struggle. You know, mm-hmm. when we talk about he said that a lot of times artists, especially the people, the artists that we admire the most, they have a little touch of what we call a little touch of crazy. Mm-hmm. Like they believe in their own mm-hmm. stuff. They have to be. And you, they have to. But at the, the, the flip side of that and the hard part, especially when they talk about creative people who deal with depression and the highs and lows of, of mm-hmm. believing, sure. a lot of that stuff comes from that crippling self-doubt. And it's mm-hmm. it's trying to convince other people that you, you're so close to what you need to do. Just believe it. Mm-hmm. You know? So, right. you know what? I'm going to leave from this, Carlos, thinking that, you know what? I'm going to embrace my inner Kanye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> embrace it. Embrace it. It's proven. That's, That's what's up. Everybody and should. You yes. know what? Embrace my inner Beyonce. Because um, let me tell you what. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not that it has. Hmm. It's she's creative and it has nothing to do with screenwriting. But mm-hmm. the sense of claiming your own victory. Yeah. Great example. Those of you who saw yes. the performance she just did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. At the VMAs, mm-hmm. the Music Awards, mm-hmm. where she came out and said the thing, feminist, and did. Uh, she, Child went and did the whole album up there on stage. Okay, right. she's like, I don't give a fuck about like, that. And you know, right. like, you know, I'm not a huge Beyonce fan, me but neither. I appreciate her perform, like her performance skills. She Absolutely. just reminds me of like Diana, Tina Turner, mm-hmm. Jet, all the just yeah. everything. She gives right. it to you. Right. And whenever she's on stage on show, I always watch to see what her performance is. I don't necessarily buy her records and stuff mm-hmm. like that because you know mm-hmm. it's, we have our taste. I'm, yeah, a, right. I'm a Jill Scott girl, okay. but I love the fandom of Beyonce. Mm-hmm. But every performance, from the last one she did at the Super Bowl to the one she just is now, mm-hmm. she claims it. The moment she walks out, she says, mm-hmm. "I don't care what none of y'all." People out in the audience like texting and Twitter, like, "Oh, here she comes." She brings it. It's because in her mind, mm-hmm. she's already there. But she almost had to go and give herself a. Uh, uh, pseudo name, what did they call it? Like Sasha uh, Fierce. Uh, yeah, because mm-hmm. she's like that bitch is so so tight that I need another name for this bitch. <laughs> right, right, right. And she, some, half, half time, she like, even know who it is. She's like, okay, she was like, who the fuck? I believe this okay. so much. <laughs> I gotta give it to somebody else. Yeah, it's too much. No, you, <laughs> you know you, you're, you're being silly, that's but you're, but that's, that's real. real. That's really a, lot, a lot of people do that, mm-hmm. and when they do that, they they I, we, I call it channeling. Mm-hmm. They channel that stuff. You think they just you think in the pocket you can go to her and be like, okay, but I do this in five, six, seven. She's gonna be like, do what? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. You know, she probably be like, I, right. I don't know what happened. I just kind of dance. Mm-hmm. I, like Michael used to always say, Michael Jackson used mm-hmm. to always say, um, let the music find you. Find mm-hmm. the music. Let the music find you. Mm-hmm. You said sometimes I don't even know where it comes from. Mm-hmm. It just comes. Right. And that's when you're being channeled. And I think right. she's one of those artists it's that's like, like when that. It's kind of like when the last uh, episode we did, we were uh, talking to Gray, who uh, was talking about in his book, um, with TV writing and things like that, he was talking about Stephen J. Cannell mm-hmm. and how Stephen J. Cannell always oh, had st- the like master of he pitching. was cu- pitching. Mm-hmm. He, I just remember growing up and watching. It seemed like every show on TV was a Stephen J. Cannell production, mm-hmm. and it's because there was just something in him that he was channeling and he was just embracing that thing. And whenever I would hear interviews or read articles about him, mm-hmm. 
it's like you, that passion. It was just so much coming out of him. He almost couldn't control it. Mm-hmm. I was like, how many shows can anybody else get a TV show? <laughs> right, <laughs> I remember right. every show at the end, it was like him at that typewriter at the exactly. end of the episode. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I was just like, like Hill Street Blues yeah. and all those shows. It was like oh, no. that. And so oh, no. when you get that image, it's like he was constantly on. And it, was, it almost felt like now, it's like looking back, it's like he gave his own self permission to be that creative yeah. and to embrace that thing. Mm-hmm. So writers, Embrace your inner Kanye. <laughs> yes, yes. Let I your agree. Beyonce come out. Uh, you yeah, know? Let it come out. Because it's there. And, and, and don't uh, allow the criticism of what other people would say, what has been done or have not been done. Mm-hmm. To, I mean, who would have thought that someone would do their entire album on their war show? If you asked uh, the average person like Usher or someone, hey, you want to do your whole album? He's going to say, oh, yeah, the MTV is not going to let me do that. Mm-hmm. But Beyonce, she knows mm-hmm. her, 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 who she is mm-hmm. and knows what's her worth. And she's like, okay, this is what I'm doing. Right. And they just get into a And they probably said, well, we just want to give you the mm-hmm. award and maybe have some people come up before mm-hmm. the song for you, maybe mm-hmm. give you a five minute. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she's like, um, I'm going to do a 16 minute set. Right. And they're like, <laughs> okay. And, okay. <laughs> Good. And I was mad at her mm-hmm. because Beyonce, you didn't even break a sweat. <laughs> okay, love. And um, yeah. that's not right. Okay. <laughs> that, that's passion at its best. Face yeah. was just okay. beat. And I was beat. Okay. No, that's in a good way. Yeah. Just, they beat it so well. Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. what Sylvester used to say. My face was beat. Girl. Okay. It was love. just like in there. I was just like, wow. And so, how mm-hmm. do you, you know, as writers and, 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 and creators, to hold on to the bottle of that and hold on to that. I mean, that's why I love your energy, Carlos, because you're just like, I want to keep a bottle of this. I just out of control. No, <laughs> let that out. I'm serious. Because let you don't out, never bitch. know, because you could be that light for somebody else to I see know. that and grab that energy. Right, you right, know, people right, need that. Right. You know, but I love what you said. You know, step in and claim that. You so, to. Kanye, whatever I might have said about you. <laughs> Trust me, that man is brilliant. I, I always whatever say that. Whatever I might have yeah. said. He's brilliant, I'm okay. telling you. Actually, I haven't said anything about it. Like, Kanye, yeah, actually, I I, you know what? He entertains me. And you know what? I love the fact that he believes in what he does. Like when yes. he says, "Like I am the blah blah blah," mm-hmm. and I'm like, you know what? Mm-hmm. And it, and I love it because it's like it's like when back in the day when Whitney used to say about Bobby Brown, mm-hmm. like Bobby Brown is the kick your eye beyond the world. Now and that might not have been true, but her <laughs> convictions was so real. But if you yes. notice her convictions were real, but his wasn't. He never said yes, it. but true that. she true believed that. in it so much oh, that yeah. it was like you know what this mofo probably you know what. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and do that. So you know what, Kanye, I understand right. you. She was willing to die for that. Yet. Yeah, you she know? she was trying to take the light off herself. That's right. why, because she was, yeah. her light was so bright that mm-hmm. she had to, you know, love it. So just embrace yeah. that, people. Embrace the Kanye. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about. That's a good segment, though. But well, let's talk about your um your your feature film you did, the uh, right place, wrong time. Mm-hmm. So oh. when did that come about? How did you? <laughs> that, that was like two thousand six, two thousand six or five, something like that. That was mm-hmm. just something fun to do. Mm-hmm. I had left Warner Brothers at that time, mm-hmm. so I ended up just saying, okay, let's just do. You know, I had a business partner, uh, Mike Carter, at the time, and we just got got together and we just said, oh, let's just do a film. We never did a feature; we always did short films, mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. we said, hey, let's just see if we can do a feature. And of course, everything was guerrilla style; nothing was sanctioned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just kind of went all over LA, and we got some. But you're good at that. But you already yeah, had the training. You be, had. You've already yeah, done that. I'm, so you kind of. Yeah. You be shooting shit. I be like. I'm just here to get coffee. How did you I, shoot that in the train set? You said, I just asked them. They were like, go ahead. I was like, what? You just go. But I promise, you just have to be fearless about yes. it. If you, if you, because you will never. You'll never get to where you want to get to being fearful You're about right. every right. single mm-hmm. thing. I mean, mm-hmm. you cannot, especially if you have the ambition to do it. Like mm-hmm. if I had the ambition to 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 go meet Spielberg and he was on a set of Warner mm-hmm. Brothers and I know I can't get on get on I'll call my I'll call a friend and say, Hey, do you can you just I'm gonna come have lunch with you and I'll go have lunch with him and then I'll make my way over to where he is and wow, I'll just meet him. Okay. I mean, you know, you just mm-hmm. have to think about right. those things. I mean, not and I'm not saying put anybody in harm's way or mm-hmm. putting yourself in harm's way, but it's it's there for if I'm thinking it, it's there. 
You know what I mean? Everything we think is there. It's not. Okay. He's no one. He's no one different. Same with the train station. We we <laughs> we went to North Hollywood and we you know we Kevin and I we choreographed this little thing for the the web series mm-hmm. and we said okay this is what we're gonna do. I said I don't care about any, what anybody say. I'm gonna do what anybody say. Just get the actors, get mm-hmm. everybody together, and we just go on and we're gonna shoot. Okay, they're doing a full fucking routine. Full routine, okay. three three to five minutes. I probably routine. you know what? I probably need to go back and look at this thing because okay. I might have yeah. been in there walking oh, by, yeah. minding my business. <laughs> like I did not know I was in a movie. <laughs> right, right, right. It was full. <laughs> oh, there was actors walking costume, by, costume, oh, people running right. around, dancing, mm-hmm. whatever. And we and you know uh, Asha was there, but mm-hmm. she was just beautiful. She didn't. I love her because she's just so down. I like I like anybody yeah. that's down mm-hmm. and and and. For the art, down mm-hmm. to get it done. Okay, what do we have to do? Mm-hmm. What do I have to do? Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. Asha was a star, right? Or is a star? Is a star of the of show, The Unwritten Rules, and she was on what Friday Night Lights and a bunch of Friday Night Lights. She was just she was on CSI. She was on a lot of stuff. She's still doing a, a lot of great she was things. In what Pariah? Is it Pariah? Pariah, yeah, mm-hmm. the, the uh, movie. Um, <clears throat> but we got down there, <laughs> right? We got down there, and Kim was. She was. Why well, I tell you, Kim was so worried. I said, Kim, your energy is off, mm-hmm. okay? Because this has to be. Something that's going to be fun. It has. Mm-hmm. It has it, there's no fear in it. It's just fun. Mm-hmm. All, the only thing they can say is what, leave. Mm-hmm. Right. That's all they can say. It's because you guys just you know you guys can't do this here. And we're in North Hollywood now. Maybe we're on, a, on Warner Brothers set. I get mm-hmm. it. Like, what are you guys doing? But we're in, we're in um, North Hollywood. People don't care. You know. Mm-hmm. So and it we, was cute. It looked like a flash mob. The way yeah, you did it that, yeah. So we go down. And I said, okay. I, I said, everybody get position. I was just like, get position, get position. Get, everybody got in their little mm-hmm. position. People come up with trains. I said, in action. Camera over here. Camera over here. Camera. We just mm-hmm. like we just and, and and the security guards was just looking like, oh, this is interesting. This, they were like, what are you guys doing? Mm-hmm. You know, they were just it was like cute. Right. It, it, it was, was fun. It was, fun. Uh-huh. It, was mm-hmm. it was like, oh, okay, cool. And then we got on the train, went downtown, went to Hollywood. It was on the we train. Went <laughs> we went everywhere. We just like, and I love action. It. Coming <laughs> down the escalator. I mean, come on, escalator, just, just. <laughs> It was. It was jazz just hands. Fun. Come yeah, down. Yeah. Let's and, go. Uh, it was. It, yeah. 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 It, 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 but was it gave y'all production value like a motherfucker, mm-hmm. and they didn't have no permits. No permits. <laughs> we just did. It was yeah. one camera. Yeah. It was, no, it was two. We had two cameras. Mm-hmm. We had a little um, boom um, for the music, mm-hmm. and that was it. I mean, it wasn't anything. We had no, as long as we didn't have any booms or lights. You know, usually people sure. are like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, just like oh, because anybody can freaking shoot some stuff on their camera. Sure. You know, I can dance. I can't. You can't stop me from dancing in the mm-hmm. in the in that place. So with ten it, people, it was, hey, yeah, you can't. Stop you. You can't. <laughs> we just all dance. We just stop. The whole so, cast. Okay. Yeah, the whole cast was in there. It was so fun to do. Right. It was. It was just fun. I mean, and I and I say this to writers, producers, directors, whatever. You just have to go for it and not be fearful mm-hmm. or accept any kind of criticism that may come your way as a result of you following what's truly in you. Mm-hmm. Screw the criticism. That's the number one fear of anything why people True. don't do anything. No, you don't mm-hmm. understand. The number one fear is criticism. Nothing else, not because you don't have the ability, mm-hmm. the resource. It's fear of criticism. I remember once right. when I was doing That's it. When I uh, directed my one of my shorts, my first short I ever did was a, a horror short and one of the characters I had was La Llorona, which is a, mm. a Mexican... Uh, it's a mythological thing, but the story of the, the weeping woman who basically, if you hear La Llorona, you know, you hear her crying, oh, she might steal your kids. So if you hear mm. the weeping woman, and mm. basically I just, I was fearless. Like I had, I had never done a short film before. I just got some, I said, you know what, we just go and do it. Just do and it. I remember fighting with myself. I don't know what I'm doing. I never directed anything. And I just thought, Let, let's just do it and see what happens. And there was one segment I was filming where I had a girl, I had the, I child, I was going out calling like makeup schools and saying, look, I ain't going to pay nothing, but you can get a credit. <laughs> right, can, you make right. some, yes. can you make some sci-fi, scary look? Ten, free crew came and said, mm-hmm. yes, we want to do that. Mm-hmm. They dressed her up. like We had like the, the what scary city were, blood what city were you the in? white. Oh, God. What city were you in? What's that? 
What, what city? We were, were here. You? In oh, you were, okay, right. Okay. And we actually went down to Boyle Heights. We went down oh, to Boyle really? Heights, and what we, one of the sequences I had was in the in the short. It has uh, it's another uh, scary creature, but one of the dream sequences was someone was telling the story about La Llorona, and I was like, okay, let's have some flashes of her. Mm-hmm. And I said, we're gonna actually have while the person's talking over the, the narration, we're gonna show images of her in today. And so mm-hmm. we had the girl dressed up. We wouldn't got the whole cast and crew. She had, we wouldn't bought the white. Um, the eye contacts that make it look like she has no, you know, eyes mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. We have the bloody, like, veiny kind of look going on. Mm-hmm. And we went in the middle of Boyle Heights and got the cameras and went out there and had her stand in the middle of the street. And, <laughs> and I apologize to all yes. my Latino fam out there. <laughs> right, right. And there was a moment where a guy came up and just yelled at me, like, you're scaring all these kids out here. What are you guys doing? Yeah. And for a moment, I was, I was like, I almost Fear. felt like, I did, in, in the middle yeah. of the street. And I and it got to me because it's like oh I never really considered the fact mm-hmm. that I'm out here filming and wow maybe little kids who know about La Llorona which I know they did mm-hmm. you know what and and I had this moment where literally I had to stop it's like I don't think I want to film this anymore oh, because I can't I would have kept going and you know <laughs> that's the best and at yeah. the and at that moment it was a uh, Zaley Zebra Slack mm-hmm. who said well we're here we're gonna keep we're gonna keep doing this and mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna do this mm-hmm. and. It was the actress who was doing it, and she was like, you know, and she was, you know, half Latino herself. She was mm-hmm. like, Psh. she said, forget them, we gonna film this. Mm-hmm. And so she's after her, about, are you the man? And it was scary, and it was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Are you the And she was going, I said, and go up to people and have ask them to help you find your kids. So it was like this shot of her, like, are you the man? Oh, please. And people were like looking, like, what is she doing? It's all scary. <laughs> I mean, she was like straight up horror movie right. stuff. Right. And I, and for that moment, I almost didn't do it mm-hmm. until she said, Lisa, we're here. And, and mind you, she's talking to me and she ain't got no eyes. So okay. She's veiny, scary, like, uh, which woman? And it's like, and I was like, I hope someone took a picture of us talking because I'm sitting there talking to a woman with no eyeballs, <laughs> you know, who's dead, basically made up like a mm-hmm. dead woman. And she's telling me like, no, we're here. We're going to do this. And it, that crippling moment. And I'm so glad she was there. If she hadn't said something, I probably would have been like, I can't. You know, I'm going to scrap doing this because mm-hmm. I, I can't do that. And being mm-hmm. out in public and taking mm-hmm. that chance, it was guerrilla film. We didn't have no permits. No permits. I just, but I just had the passion. Like, we're going to mm-hmm. go out here and we're going to do this horror movie because no one's really done, like, a black horror movie before. A mm-hmm. short for a short. Mm-hmm. Recently, contemporary. We're going to go out and do this. And and for a moment, it it, it, it almost... it almost made me stop because mm-hmm. I did I, I embraced the fear instead of embracing the possibilities uh, the possibilities what yeah, you got to embrace I'm glad you did that because mm-hmm. I mean it's great because anytime people are scared of what mm-hmm. you're making to be scared right, then sure. okay it's working right. okay this is what this is really going to oh, work yeah, you, you know what I mean yeah. I, that's what I would that's yeah. how I would take it like, yeah. okay yeah, okay they, they, they really don't like it okay keep going go hard <laughs> keep going get them chase them <laughs> make it bigger make it yeah. bigger and she did <laughs> like the dude who had yelled at me yes. you know who was walking with his kids she literally went and walked and I said okay and actually she went up and followed him. It yes. was like, oh, you man. He just looked, pe-. but it looked good for that shot. Exactly. You know? and, the kids exactly. Were like, and the kids were like, oh. And I'm like, and I, the thought hadn't even occurred to me that, right. oh, I'm out here and yeah, it's a it's a Sunday. Right, right. <laughs> kids come from uh, church. We just coming from church, talking right. about Satan, and I got La Llorona on the corner <laughs> in Boyle Heights. <laughs> Oh but hey, God. I'm like, but you know, you, you, you I was got it to do done. It, you you know? got it done. I love that. It just does not matter. And and and, and to, to that, it's just because Hollywood has the financial backing to 
get a permit to mm-hmm. hire this. That, that's why that's what separates them from anybody who wants to right. have this dream. Sure. And all you got to do is just go out and do it. Yeah, just look, do it. Looking back now, I, I, now and, and looking back at the time I did, I would have been like, I just know I didn't do it. Because right after that scene, we went up to this park. They had like water, and I brought some big old uh, water boots from work. And mm-hmm. we didn't have no no <laughs> emergency. Uh, if you drown, <laughs> I, yeah. I said, just bring the camera. We're gonna put. The, I brought boots from work. We're gonna walk out here, and we're gonna yeah. have you standing in the middle of this pond, and we're gonna make it like special effects. Mm-hmm. She says, but the water's coming up there. Don't worry about it. We'll lift the picture up, and we'll fix it. We'll make it look like you're walking on the water. Yeah. And I'm like, I am in the middle. No permit. No uh. nothing. Walk in a park, and people mm. are like, "What are they doing?" And I was just like, "Just go do it." Mm. You know, just do just it. Just do it. You know. You know what? That, that makes the best cre- creative um, output. I promise you, it does. When you don't have money, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. get so creative, and you're just like, "Wow, I did this by this and this." You're like, "Oh, wow!" Right. And people just think, "Oh, you had a lot of money," but well, you, you you get creative mm-hmm. artistically. Well, you know, like, stuff don't you, work. Let me tell you <laughs> something cool. <clears throat> and I got my girl here again, <laughs> Bonnie Osborne, still photographer. Mm-hmm. What's happening, y'all? Um, <laughs> So we were shooting my first film called mm-hmm. Troublesome. <clears throat> we had a great budget on it. We, it takes place on the subway train, all the shit. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I had we hired this um, um, art art designer who was gonna do because we're gonna bring the train into um, the warehouse by the wall and have all these pipes with water dripping down, mm-hmm. so it looked hella cool. Last minute, we lost her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the only thing we could do was put blacks on the. On it, so it looks like it's just a dark tunnel. Mm-hmm. And I, and Bonnie could tell you, I was fighting. I was like, "What? It is not gonna look good. It mm-hmm. is not gonna look." Mm-hmm. I forgot it mm-hmm. by the time we got to the set. Right. But it was people like her and some other people who were like, "What do you care about that for? It's just that you're not even right. gonna see it." I was like, "It's gonna be outside." They're like, "They're not even gonna see." <laughs> right, 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 right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it just ties in a little bit to what you're saying. Sometimes mm-hmm. you think even further, mm-hmm. and it's not even necessary. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you do extra. Right. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Right. I like creativity more so than anything. Mm-hmm. It just, it just, I don't know. It's something about it when you're creative and you're put up against the wall, and it forces you to think into that realm of that channeling that energy. That's like, okay, how can we make this work? Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. It's the best. Yeah, and, and it's true. A lot of the, the best projects, the <coughs> best films and things that I like that still stand up to me to mm-hmm. this day are ones where they didn't have a really big budget or things went wrong and didn't sure. work. And they were like, oh, shoot, we didn't put this money in this. How's it going to work? I mean, the most famous example is Jaws. Mm-hmm. You know, Bruce the Shark did not did work. Not work. If Bruce the Shark would have worked, mm-hmm. I don't think Jaws would have been as popular no. or scary. They right. would have had him in a whole movie. Yeah, because he would have been old, and after Overly a while, it would have been nothing. And so they were like, well, how are we going to tell when the shark's coming? And it's like, well, we got music. <laughs> shark don't work. And it's funny because I went back and I read a book that on the making of, of Jaws. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I it, that's amazing, and it was just like, and I know Steven Spielberg must have felt it like, oh, shoot, we done spent all this money on this mm-hmm. damn shark. Mm-hmm. We done lost all these filming days because the shark didn't work. Mm-hmm. We don't have to pay all this money to lug all the... Mind you, they're filming on the ocean. Oh, yeah. Okay? And the shark don't work. And <laughs> thank God, because the movie... By not seeing the shark mm-hmm. makes it scary. And so when those pivotal moments when the shark does make an appearance, mm-hmm. it's even more powerful than right, had it been like right. the shark would have worked and mm-hmm. we see it all the time and oh, here comes Bruce, you right. know, that kind of thing, you know. Right. I mean, there are lots of film projects that I, uh, films that I, I think of that where people, on hindsight, after you see the film, you're like, wow, that was a great idea that you mm-hmm. had for doing mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, this shit didn't work. So <laughs> the hell didn't show up. Right. You exactly. know, the money we thought we was going to have mm-hmm. didn't happen. And then it's like, but it made the movie so much better. Yeah, it's editing like, does go. it. Editing does it well. Yeah. 
yes. another movie that's like that that I completely adore is Halloween. Mm-hmm. I'm such a Halloween. I'm such a horror guy. Uh, like that, that'll be my first. Oh, after after, after <laughs> I finish the well, book stuff, that'll down. be my first thing yeah. to do is I, I, I I've written a a horror movie that I right. I just think is going to be amazing. But I just got my option deal on my horror script oh, yesterday. Nice. I didn't tell you. Oh, nice. Yeah. You're just holding on with holding on information, information on me. Because I got to gotta sign it. I haven't okay. signed it yet. <laughs> we'll talk about that a little bit later. <laughs> so stingy over there. Um, but Halloween is one of those movies that it didn't have a big budget. It had like, I think they used, it, it was, was like really $100,000 yeah, like $100, really that shot in think, Pasadena. Mm-hmm. And you, when you look at it, when I was a kid, I was terrified. They have mm-hmm. that, what's that, what's that guy named? The mask. Named? The mask. Mm-hmm. What's the guy's yeah. name? Um, um, William Shatner. Mask. Yes. That's who it is. And, and it was mask. a mask that didn't even look like William Shatner. Yeah. William well, Shatner, you should, you should have been insulted. I hope yeah. so, because yeah. I would have yeah. been insulted. Like, that's supposed to be. <laughs> but, it was, but it was a good movie. Like, uh-huh. it, I mean, when I was a kid, I saw it at seven or eight, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was terrified. I, you know, going to bed, looking around, looking at had like a big family. So we, mm-hmm. we didn't ever have to like sleep in the room alone or anything like that. But it was just, we, it was just terrifying, but I appreciated what they did with the money they had mm-hmm. on that movie. Oh, yeah. And also the fact it that... It still works. Right. Oh, yeah, still, I even, still watch even, it. And even with that yeah. movie, too, the idea when they started doing... It, it really popularized the whole uh, killer point of view shot. Uh-huh. Oh, and yes. a lot of that was just financing and timing. Like, well, mm-hmm. we don't really have time to turn around and do the, you know, the B, you know, the, the other side other shots. Side. And I, so mm-hmm. we'll just... Uh, just walk around with the camera and make it look like it's the dude. Exactly. And it's like, it's those exactly. touches. His point of view. Where it's like, it, had they had the money <laughs> exactly. to be able to like, okay, let's do the reverse. Okay, we got the two shot. Now we're going to mm-hmm. go. And when you don't just have time. Just walk around. Mm-hmm. Just, just tell, walk around I know they tell the camera, we'll dude, just get, just get beat. Just get beat. Follow, just yeah. get right, beat. Right. And, and like, look at shots. And like, they cut it in. in. Yeah. Exactly. And then yeah. put it together. And it's like, it's one of the most popular movies yeah. at that time when it came it's out. True. It still holds up. And it's still scary. But a lot of that was just because of limitations. And what did the creator do to not give up? Because right. easily they could have said, "Well, it's John a wrap. We're not going to make this movie." Sure. But it's like, what are the limitations and that mindset? Well, what am I going to do to get past this little bump mm-hmm. in the road? You right. know, and so many people just throw in the towel. But it's throw like, in the towel and just give it up, and that's it. Like I said, some of the classics were bloopers that didn't stuff that <laughs> wasn't, didn't work right. Yeah. <laughs> so, let me ask you, Carlos. So you directed that right. feature film, um, mm-hmm. Right Place, Wrong Time. No, no, my friend Mike directed that. Oh, you I wrote produced it. it, wrote it, and produced. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. Um, so you guys got distribution. Yeah. So distribution. What, what was that like? How it was it was fun. It was you know we were we were just happy to be doing it. Yeah. You know we were just happy to be having a product to put out there for people to see. You know. What so was that it, about? What, what do you mean? What was the movie about? Oh, the, what was the movie about? The movie was about this guy who got this package and he was um, he got this package and these mob bosses who mm-hmm. who wanted the package. They didn't know what was in the package mm-hmm. and he and he was a mail courier, so he was you know he had his own business and it just came to his house and I mean came to his, his company and then he ended up um, fi- trying to figure out what was in it and he couldn't figure out what was in it and then the other guy the mob guys came to chase him ap- chasing after him to find it so it was like a, a, a wild goose chase you mm-hmm. know of them chasing him and finding him mm-hmm. um, you know one of my best piece but still it was okay it was fun to do mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? and yeah, it, yeah it, was, it was just a fun project to yeah. do coming from Warner Brothers okay. like after I left there I said okay we, we need to channel our talents and do something that's going to be fun, you know, mm-hmm. and interesting. The, the reason yeah. I was asking is because mm-hmm. you went from that, and then you mm-hmm. kind of went back to doing some short films. What made you mm-hmm. go back to shorts as opposed to taking with... Because, like, I'm at a place now where I mean, I probably have done seven or eight short films, mm-hmm. whether I produced them or directed them or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and now I'm, like, only... Now I've done, like, probably five or six 
pilots and sizzles and shit. Mm-hmm. So like now I'm like only doing certain things, stuff right. like that. Right, now. right, 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 right. And so uh, I'm not looking back to do shorts again. Right. So I'm right. just curious, what made you go back to do? I did two shorts. One was called on uh, Unrevolving Doors. Yeah. It was on my website, mm-hmm. and then the other one is called. Um, that's the dinner table. That big one. No, no, no the big one. That's called. Um, what was that called? Oh my god, it was the best I got one. It right of my, here. Hold on. Yeah. What was? Wow, I can't even remember. Antidote. Antidote. Oh <laughs> yes. no, 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 no. Wait. Yeah, antidote. That was mm-hmm. the antidote. Antidote was one of the, the family, okay. and you know they could read each other's minds. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I wrote a feature, so I wrote features of both of these films that I did short films features, mm-hmm. but um, didn't have the budget to do that, mm-hmm. and I had I didn't have a business partner at that time, mm-hmm. so I wanted to do some things on my own. I, and you know me, I believe I can do anything. Yeah. I just believe it. I don't mm-hmm. need ten people, thirty. I can just work with what I have and mm-hmm. just pull people together to to help me out. So I ended up doing two short films back to back because I believed in a project so much, mm-hmm. so much, and they both are kind of supernatural. If you watch them, they're mm-hmm. both kind of have this supernatural element, sort of like the book. And um, I, I I wrote them, I directed them. I produced them. I did them all. And when you watch them, you'll get, and they look beautiful. Shot on the red cameras, and they just look beautiful. They look vibrant. They just, they tell a different, they give you a different perspective of this family, you know, their Mm -hmm. mocha family. Um, It's just good. And I wanted to do those just as a precursor to the movie. Mm -hmm. So you can say, oh, okay, so this go on a DVD when the movie comes out. You know what I mean? As a special feature. Years, years later, you know? But but I've written the the feature versions of both of those those short films. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was fun doing. It is also, I think think as a director, um, you have to continually Mm -hmm. direct shit all the time. All the time. I don't care what it is. That's why I do the the, the web series. It's very good. Exactly why I do the web series because it keeps my mind going and uh, how to direct mm-hmm. it and how to create mm-hmm. from nothing or create a moment that, you know, it may be, it may be just sure. one line mm-hmm. and I have to create a moment out of one line. Well, let's talk you know? about that for a second because yeah. <clears throat> now I, I ended up directing the unwritten rules episode 16. Mm-hmm. Carlos was a lot of help because I come from working on my own project mm-hmm. and Kimberly asked me to come and direct one of their episodes. And it's something I teach people now that actually I learned from you mm-hmm. in some ways was um, you come on to somebody else's set mm-hmm. and you're just meeting all the people, you're meeting the crew, you're meeting the cast, they never worked with you before, right. mm-hmm. and you got to kind of come and follow the system. Right. 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 And I'm from a place where, and <laughs> my, my still photographer could tell you, is when I do shit, it'd be like 25, 30 people on the set. Yeah. You know, yeah. freaking catered food. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I go all out. And you go on somebody else's set, and they don't have what you usually have. Mm-hmm. You have a gaffer and a still filter. I have all the elements you need. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. I can just imagine. And I came onto a web series, and I was like, "Okay, it's like how many people? Uh-huh. <laughs> like five people. Not that you need people to make everything, because you clearly know how to make it. Right. But it was an experience for me mm-hmm. to be like, "Wait a minute, doesn't the gaffer set up the lights? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? What are you talking about? <laughs> how long do we I'm have like, to wait? Wait, wait." <laughs> Because it reminds me of one time years ago when we, I remember we go, I think we flew out to DC to go teach uh, uh, some screenwriting classes together. Mm-hmm. And when we got there, oh, we were at Howard. We were, I think it was yeah. Howard. We were flying out and uh, we were like, oh, okay. And so we we're going to catch the Barton. And all you were like, wait, there's no car to come get us. Uh, was like, and that was uh, hilarious. He went out there and he's <laughs> like, I'm going to take the train. Hilliard is bougie. I'm, I'm is. beginning to find that out right and now. Like, I had a bougie. And we, had a, we had a bougie moment. I'm like, bougie. I had to laugh. But, but, you, but you know what? I'm, I'm going to say, like, for me, for me personally, I can't speak for everybody in Hollywood because I know how people are in Hollywood. For me, I can adapt to any situation mm-hmm. and just go. That was where I was going. And go with the current of what that is. Yes. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially because remember, I've done my own stuff, and then mm-hmm. I said, okay, now I have I'm working with someone mm-hmm. to help create a vision. Yeah. Right. I, I I just think it, it's just a lesson. Mm-hmm. If you're working with Spielberg, you still gonna have to adapt to yeah, what yeah, he's yeah. doing right. and producing under him or, or beside him mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. You still have to adapt to what that yeah. is and learn, the, and, and learn the right. culture of the spot that you're going to. What yeah. that is, and just right. learn it because you ain't gonna be there forever. Right. You just yeah. learn it, right. and, and it and it and it helps you out to become a better director, producer, writer. And that's what I say. It really helped me because I went for like a couple of days and watched mm. you direct a couple episodes so I got to see the motherfucker can direct a whole episode in like four hours like what? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. On her yeah. show uh-huh. and I'm like how in the fuck do you do it? But I got to see how fast he moves the camera and puts everything together as it all flows together. I was right. like oh uh-huh. so by the time I got to mine right. it was still a little rusty in some spots mm-hmm. but I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I yeah. can't, seeing you do it mm-hmm. helped me to see that oh, I cool. could do it. Yeah, you could definitely you know I mean? do it. Right. Well, one thing with any kind of web series, I mean, you could do, you know, you have a lot of cast, you have a big cast. Mm-hmm. Dude, some three shots. I mean, do yeah. some three shots, two shots, whatever. Certain. My, my thing is, I re, I'm, I'm such a dialogue driven person. I read the dialogue intently, so I know exactly what needs to be said, what makes it. Because some things don't need to be said. And I'm not a, I'm not an overly shooting director. Mm-hmm. I don't just shoot to be shooting because I'm going to shoot mm-hmm. because oh, this looks good. I, I ain't about looking good. Mm-hmm. It's about my audience is going to say, oh, okay, did this make sense? You know, did, was that necessary? Right. I'm always, I'm always asking myself that: Is this necessary? Mm-hmm. No, this isn't even necessary. Why am I shooting this? Because Right. It's not going to do anything but sit on my hard drive right. on a computer somewhere. Oh, look at that footage. You and, never, waste, and waste time and money that you could have used. And I get right. why, you know, Hollywood, they have to do that because they put millions and millions of dollars. So they want you to overshoot everything. Yeah. So give me options. Yep. I don't mind giving you options, but certain, if you watch my webs, my, my shows, my mm-hmm. short films, I only shot certain, I shot a certain way. Everything wasn't Period. seen. Like I have to yeah, yeah, do this yeah. side. Mm-hmm. I, I'm very specific with what the art, what I want them to see right. and what I want them to get and feel from mm-hmm. that one moment. So mm-hmm. it may just be a two shot with a mother, mother and a son. And that's it. Mm-hmm. I don't, I want that intimacy. And you don't cut away from I don't have right. to, I don't have to cut that's away. Right. And, then, right. till, and then obviously it breaks up. Now you're like, mm-hmm. okay, let me see her expression. Mm-hmm. Let me see his expression. As opposed to it's a two shot between mm-hmm. a mother and a, and a son that is they're trying to get their relationship back together. Sure, so sure, I just sure. need that two shot. Then I just need to just slow it on out and like, mm-hmm. You're like a Clint Eastwood director because <laughs> that's how Clint Eastwood is. is he don't waste yeah, no yeah. time. He's quick. He don't waste no time. Yeah. It's like this is what I want. You gave it to me. All right, let's move on. It don't take all day. To, I just don't. I I just think, in my opinion, they probably gonna probably hate me. Um, <laughs> no, but that's why I want to do my. That's why I want to do my own independent, you know, studio and do my own stuff. So I don't have to say, okay, well, this let me see the dailies. I ain't sending you anything. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm not, Lisa, you ain't getting nothing. I'm going to shoot <laughs> my. I'm going to shoot my horror nothing. film because that's the that's the next thing I'm going to do mm-hmm. is shoot my horror film. You know, once the book is finished, it's five books. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to shoot my horror film, mm-hmm. and then I'm I'm just going to do it. I'm going to put my money in, and I'm because I believe in it so much. Okay. Do it, mm-hmm. and then because it's a real person, it's not just like other stuff. It's just mm-hmm. a real person. Scared the hell out of a lot of people. Oh God, and, I, you, you got to tell me. You got to give me the pitch. I got to hear it now because oh. you're like I'm like. It's going to scare a lot of people, but I'm, I'm going to do it, and I'm just going to just go for distribution. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be like, oh, what do you guys think? I'm leaving everybody else out of it because they're going to try to mentally play a role in that, and I don't mm-hmm. think it's going to be necessary in the beginning stages of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I just want to do it so the, the energy is pure and, and it flows. Like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, this is the intention of this movie. Right. And then I say, oh, hey, Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. what do you guys think about this? And then they say, oh, it's done. Oh, okay, let me look. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, we can fit this somewhere, okay. you know, as opposed to what about this scene? And they're like, well, I don't think so. Uh, maybe. And they start adding their own. I'm like, you're not creative. You know, mm-hmm. most executives aren't creative. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being honest. Yeah. I'm sorry. They're just not. 
It's like, you stay over yeah, there. Yeah, just stay over there. <laughs> I think you guys should. I mean, because, you know, a lot of people, I, I worked on a TV show at Smallville, and I would watch a lot of those executives from mm-hmm. the studios come over, and they'll sit in office, and I think Lana should do this. And I'm just like, are they serious? Like, mm-hmm. like you know, don't know how to really mm-hmm. put it all together. <laughs> Wait, you bring them their water, like, I think you should shut the hell up. Yeah, right, 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 right. I mean, because do you, and I'm thinking in my mind, I promise, I'm thinking, do you guys realize there's three acts in this thing? They're like, mm-hmm. well, this one, and I'm like, there's another act you have to kind of mm-hmm. get to. Right. There's an arc, there's an antagonist, right. there's a protagonist. It's so much stuff to, it's just not, I don't like the way she looks. Let's change her outfit. It's like, mm-hmm. that's their, that's your note. But it's their job to give you something. And they have to do something, they don't they? They have to give you something. They have to give you Otherwise, something. Otherwise, it's as if, why are they there? Yeah. They got to yeah. put their stink on it somewhere. Like, I guess. Hey, I mean, I, I guess. This is horror thing. So, could you give yeah. us the synopsis of this horror I thing? I can't really you don't say. Oh my no, God. I, 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 give us the basic I, I, premise. Though. I was just the gonna, premise. Just you ain't got time to just give me, give me the, the elevator pitch. <sighs> what is the element pitch? It's this guy who was in an orphanage, and he, um, he's very demonic, but not crazy. Okay. But he's demonic, mm-hmm. and he he grows up, and he does some weird things to people. But he, he only does these things on a specific date. Okay. And you say it's based on the truth? Yeah, mm-hmm. of course it is. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. That makes it even better. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be really, really fun and good. Can I, can I just say, is this person still alive? Are they still alive? I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they could be out there in the world some... Oh, God. Right. <laughs> I don't know. That could be... That could be... Too scary yeah. when it's real. Like, when it's made up, I can deal with it. Yeah. But if it's based on some real stuff and he can hear Abby... And of course, you heard Abby <laughs> chiming in. Look at you scaring the poor little puppy mm-hmm. about a real person's scary stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, in other words, we look forward to seeing. <laughs> I think it's going to be really, really fun because, like I said, I like I love my my favorite director, John Carpenter. Mm-hmm. I just love. I just High five. <laughs> I just boy, I, yeah. I just love what he how he told the story. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of horror films right now they just you know they give you the guts and da da da. But I want to make people scared. I mm-hmm. want you to be like, oh, my God, this was too much. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like when Hitchcock killed mm-hmm. kids. And I forgot what movie it was. But he killed kids. And you mm-hmm. don't, that's one of the that rules in Hollywood. The rules. Did not kill kids. And he did it. And people was like, ah. You know, he became this amazing, of sure. course, director, mm-hmm. um, writer. But, yeah, it's, 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 sort of, it's, sort of, it's sort of like that. But, yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, that's going to be my first thing that I'm going to do feature uh, distribution. Mm-hmm. It's going to be that that um that film because I, I just love it I, I love it so much mm-hmm. it's good so let me just ask you really quick yeah. <clears throat> about your book and then yeah. we'll get to the program and then we'll okay so tell, tell everybody about the book oh the about. book now we're talking about the book mm-hmm. it's called Valonians it's um wait say one more time Valonians V-O-L-O-N-I-A-N-S Valonians.com is where it's at you can, it's on Amazon okay. the book is about a um a family of magical beings from a distant planet called Valonia. Mm-hmm. And what they are, are they are just amazing, just compelling, like rebellious, mm-hmm. not witches or anything like that. They're just magical beings. What okay. I like is just the fact yeah. that it's in, they live inside the planet. Inside as the opposed planet. to being on top of the planet, mm-hmm. they live in the t- they, interior and, and, of the planet. And you can't get inside the planet unless mm-hmm. there's a portal open to get inside the it's planet. It's like the Death Star. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's pretty good. It. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's pretty, it's really, really good um and it centers around the family vara cutter mm-hmm. and her two twins um, brock and shanzara and they're amazing twins they're like they're only class two there's eight classes they're class two so you know they can only pop in class and pop eight's out the most dominant most dominant mm-hmm. class eight um they can morph and do all kind of other stuff but they're class two and their father is the head lord sort of like 
President Obama. He's the <laughs> main guy House here. Of yeah, House of Lords. Yeah, there's a House of Lords, and their father is the main Lord, and mm-hmm. his, his name is Lord Roman Cutter, and the mother is Vara Cutter. She's only a class six. So the story centers around them trying to bring their family back together, but mm-hmm. at the same time, there's a lot of opposition um, through um, different sources or different regimes on the mm-hmm. on the planet that's trying to take power sources and mm-hmm. things like that. But mm-hmm. it's, it's, a, it's an amazing, amazing story. And, mm-hmm. I, I, and we wrote it really because we wanted the kids, our kids, black mm-hmm. kids, Latino kids, Asian kids, mm-hmm. minority kids to be able to see themselves in the future. That is so the important. Future. Because, future. Because, and I'm saying that, that I would, let me tell you this, because future. recently um, at Comic-Con mm-hmm. and uh, a couple months back over at uh, the... Um, Astro Blackness, uh, Erica Alexander and mm-hmm. her husband, Tony Perrier, they, you know, they have their comic book, Concrete Park, that's coming out in October. This is Max, Fanta- Max from Living Single. Yes. That's, that's so funny. You and she, keep going. and keep they went the zombie movie. Is that the one? They had, no, there's, they're concrete. It's like a sci-fi on oh, a different okay. planet. And it's fantastic. And they're, they're having the hardback six, uh, the first six issues coming out. Mm-hmm. But they were told that, you know, black people don't watch sci-fi or any, <laughs> any of, any who of that Who do you think going to see X-Men? Child, please. <laughs> uh, who, who do you think going to see all those movies? Like, uh, several true, times over. X Men, True Blood, all that stuff. Oh, we, all, we've been through this. all that stuff. But <laughs> we, we, and the thing about it, it is, it's so important. It's not only just in films, but also in just the literature, science fiction community itself is so desperate. There's a hashtag on Twitter that says we need diverse books, mm-hmm. uh, especially when it comes to diversity in science fiction and everything mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. Because I think, for the most part, when we do go see these films. Uh, unfortunately, we don't see ourselves in the future. And a lot of times I tell the people, like, right now, for those of you who've been following the Ferguson stuff, mm-hmm. uh, pretty much black people right now live in a dystopian. They, we live in a dystopian. We live in the Octavia Butler world right I, now. I, I would agree with you. And so 100%. it's so important, especially children, mm-hmm. you know, because I work with kids, too, part of my day job. But it's mm-hmm. like children really need sci-fi more mm-hmm. than ever to see a future mm-hmm. and to see themselves that they are part of expanding and, and being part of that because mm-hmm. we don't we well, let me ask you we don't see it mm-hmm. let me ask you because we're, we're coming up on time but screw the time okay since we're talking about children let's let's talk about your program I, don't, I mean i'm i definitely want people to go out and get the book and we'll promote that at the end okay but let's talk about your program okay the, the program is called the let's read program and it's partners reading with theater in an effort to encourage kids to read more, especially in the inner cities. Mm-hmm. We want to encourage them to read. So what mm-hmm. we did was my business partner and I, mm-hmm. we put, we created these robes, you know, mm-hmm. based on our Valonian book. And we went What's out to um, Chris, Christopher okay. Edwards. He's the co-author of the book. And what we did was we went to about 40 schools, we went to Crenshaw, Compton, Long Beach, Hollywood. We were in Culver City, mm-hmm. Beverly Hills. We were in so many schools, camera crew with us, following us. And we just um, did our two-man show, two-man based purely on the book. And the the minority kids will come up behind, come up to us after it's over, and just be excited, just mm-hmm. be thrilled that mm-hmm. wow, can I go back to your planet? Can I? Do, I mean, they, they just mm-hmm. they was just so happy that we looked like these characters. It was just it was just it's thrilling. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, and that's why I know there's a, a great vast need because we, when we looked on their 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 desk, they were they were wimpy kid. They had Harry Potter. They mm-hmm. had all these other Twilight. They had mm-hmm. all the Divergent. They have all those books, but none of those characters look like them. None mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. But you know, they go into the movies and they see it, and mm-hmm. they they couldn't identify with any other characters. Mm-hmm. They could. They was just like, oh, okay, that's wimpy kid, and they moved on. And the subtext mm-hmm. of that is telling them, well, mm-hmm. you know what, you don't really exist <laughs> in the future. You will not be in the future. In the future. But do you do you realize symbolically what that is doing to a kid's brain if every time you go and see a movie that's futuristic and you're not even 
fair to say, oh, I'm going to be Because the whole time you're like, what happened to us? Where is can we? I, can I get one? Where I'm is not, we? And listen, I'm not talking about a guard. Like, oh, he's a guard. This guard from Thor is black. Oh, okay, cool. Great eyes. Like, he's black. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, no. You know what I mean? And, and I, I can't be mad at people for not writing it because mm-hmm. it's my duty to write it. It's mm-hmm. not your duty to write, tell my story. Mm-hmm. You've tried to tell my story. You tell all the, 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 right. the downtrodden right. stories of, right. you know, the butler, the, uh, you, know, right. uh, uh, you know, all those right. stories that's going to be bringing right. me to a, a depressed state. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. This book right here is going to uplift. It's going to it's going to make you feel powerful. It's going to invigorate mm-hmm. a culture. Like wow! And I'm not only black people. There are white people in this book. You hear me? There's Latino. There's Asian. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't call them that. Mm-hmm. We just describe people. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So when you read, it, 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 there's just a needed for it. A needed for this type of book. But let me say this, I'm, and I'm gonna say this. And I'm gonna say, please, I'm gonna make this very clear. Mm-hmm. The book is all inclusive of all races. Mm-hmm. All okay. inclusive of all races. I just think the kids just need to see that. They, they, they really, really do. And it's not Hollywood's fault. It's not, you know, Amazon. It's not Book Goodreads' fault. It's not, <laughs> no, no, and I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to tell you why it's not their fault because they, they're just doing, they're writing from their experience. Right. They're writing their narrative. You hear me? And the idea is that's it. That's that's all it is. Right. So I so we Chris and I when we wrote this we said we're oh, we're not upset. We just want to see ourselves. I want my kids to see themselves in mm-hmm. in this type of book and um, hopefully movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So that's all it is. It has nothing to do with what they're not doing. It's what we are doing. Child ain't nothing cuter when I was watching the new Captain America movie and see these little <laughs> black kids coming in like Falcon. Mm. Little boys coming in like I'm a beat. I'm like, child, look at you. Really? I wish I was ten years old again. <laughs> right, uh, right, I right, can still right. put on a Falcon suit right now if I want <laughs> to, but it might not look good in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just have to wait till Comic Con rolls around again right. and bring back the black female Falcon. But right. it's just such, yeah, it's just such joy and watching, yeah. like, especially Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. One of the theaters I go to in San Diego and Chula Vista, you know, huge Latino because we're so close to Mexico. Mm-hmm. Is seeing all these little children, Latino kids coming in and they're dressing them like the characters, and it's mm-hmm. like, God, wouldn't it be awesome too to see themselves in there? And not only that, other people who are not people of color, just to see us in roles that are outside the norm that they see anyway. Mm-hmm. See them, see them dressed like Villonians, right? right. Like yes. <laughs> that's but to me, that's the biggest story because everybody from outside the world who's looking at it is going to be able to appreciate it and say, "Wow, I've never seen this before." Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a new thought to them, like, "Wow, I didn't know y'all were, you and, know, and, and, these magical beings. Right. I, I didn't know y'all could play this." Mm-hmm. Or and whatever. just like we said in the very beginning of the podcast, mm-hmm. like in the beginning was the word. You the said, word. "I'm a writer," and the yes. beginning was the word, and that's all it starts with. You have to write it. That's why I don't blame anybody for not creating this up until this point. I really don't because now I have a voice. Now it's on Amazon.com, Valonians. You can go and get the book and read it and, and love it and appreciate mm-hmm. what it is. But I, I just think it's no one's fault. It's I'm just happy that we're, we we stepped up to the plate, Chris and I, and just said, you know what? We're going to do this. We have a short film coming out in a couple months or so. It's going to be probably it's going gonna, it's gonna to set this on fire. It's going to, everybody's going to finally know that Valonians is there because mm-hmm. it's been out for a year. Mm-hmm. Some people know about it, but everybody don't know about it just yet. Right. And I guarantee you, within probably a couple months. What do, what do you guys need to do to finish the film? You, you still raising money for it? Yeah, yeah, that, that's where, the Where thing. can people go to help you do that? Um, Valonians.com. Okay. So it's V-O-L-O-N-I-A-N-S.com. And there's a donate button there. Once we finish the film, Lisa Hilliard. <laughs> trust me, you're going to know about Valonius. Just mm-hmm. trust me. Trust me. If I if I haven't said anything mm-hmm. to you today, okay. just remember: once we finish the film, we put the film out. Mm-hmm. You're going to know what it means mm-hmm. and what it, it's going to mean to the world. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the whole point of that. And I'm glad that we're writing it. Mm-hmm. Ah, you don't understand. I'm glad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, look, on yes. that note, yes, sorry, on that we're note, short on time, mm-hmm. so we're going to have to. <laughs> We got to end it right around here. But okay. 
Let you tell everybody where they can find you and tell them the website again where they can um, go get all your Just stuff. Just go to valonians.com. You can donate okay. there or you can go to amazon.com and, and order the book. Or you can order the cool. book from our website as well. It's, it's linked to mm-hmm. um, amazon.com. Are you on Twitter and or Facebook? We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Well, we have people doing that because, <laughs> you know, I'm not really a social media guy, but we have someone, you know, okay. you know, updating and, and keeping mm-hmm. that going. So, yeah, um, valonians.com. It's great. And like, like I say, pick up the book. You would appreciate your Kids will definitely appreciate the story of Valonians. They would appreciate it. Mm. Cool. Yeah, they well, will. Lisa, Lisa, mm-hmm. Coach Jam, where you at? Uh, I'm on Twitter. Uh, hashtag Twitter. don't follow me. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. Okay. <laughs> but if you if you if you insist, you can follow me on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I'm on Facebook, but Facebook is for the family and old folks. For grown ups. It's mm-hmm. for, no, you say you trying to he's trying to look for grown folks. Yeah, it's for y'all still stuck uh, stuck in that world. True, true. He's still stuck. But yeah, you can ha- you can hit me up on Twitter and um, yeah, and check out the new um, anthology I'm in called the Red Volume. Um, I have a new uh, horror story in that anthology, and all proceeds of that book is going towards the Clarion Foundation. You know, I got to plug what in. What about the other plug book? it? Which one? What is the one you just were in? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you can still go get long. Ha- oh, it's getting so many good reviews. Uh, a new review just came out. You love her new book. A good mm-hmm. uh, review just came out for Long Hidden Speculative Fiction from the Margins of History, and um, they gave a shout out to one of my stories, and it was talking about the politics of hair because my story may do is about Black Medusas in the West, so I'm putting Ooh. in some history of. Our Africanness, mm-hmm. our nativeness, and you know us Creole folks over here in so the states. So many good stories. To oh my tell. God, are you kidding me? To tell. Okay. You, do you hear me? Uh, wait. I don't have wait. To tell the same three stories. Don't let me show. Don't the, start this up don't again. Don't you? Don't let me pull out my purse <laughs> like and three, show you these stories. Like it's like three stories they keep telling over and over, over. And there's three people in in Hollywood <laughs> that keep making these same stories and over and over and over. Morgan Freeman. Uh, <laughs> there was a day. Really. <laughs> <laughs> just stop. There's so many more stories to tell, so many more people mm-hmm. to talk about. You know, you know what I mean? Hashtag, so. hashtag cosign. <laughs> Medusa. I'm so look, that. y'all heard it here. You hear the passion in Carlos and mm. Lisa, mm. crazy self. What? Love. That's just real talk, though. So check out his site. Don't forget his Let's Read program. You know, let's support it. You know, and his book, Valonians. And um, please do not follow Lisa Lisa Coat Jam and her crazy self. <laughs> you will get your feelings hurt. I'm just telling you. I'm just Lisa, telling Lisa, you. Lisa Lisa Coat Jam. Okay, look. So I am Hilliard Guest, and I'm the host again, Screenwriters Rant Room. If you guys want to follow us on Twitter, um, uh, you can find me on there. You can find us at Screenwriters RR. Or if you want to send us an email <clears throat> or uh, hit us up about anything, ScreenwritersRantRoom at gmail.com. And don't forget to give us a five-star review on iTunes and Stitcher. All right? So with that, keep it street. Keep it opinionated. Keep it what? 100. Oh, oh we got Carlos though. in that time. All right. Yes. <laughs> Peace, y'all. Ciao. Everyone got one. What's your opinion? This is the rap room. Tongues won't be bit. Ain't no rules. Just spill it. And anybody can get it. No limit. We get to kill it. We tuning into the thrillers. And no, ain't no stop. Any topic, even the random We get to brand I hope that you ready, we entering in the zone soon We on a grown shit, welcome to the random